Greetings and welcome to this week's digital service. It's lovely to be able to, to host this week's um, time in worship. Uh, we're standing outside Castle Carry Methodist Church. And as we think this week about journeys and God shepherding us, um, we welcome you into this time and this space of worship. So welcome into this worship space. Um, and as we begin our time together, uh, the theme for today has to do with the journeys we take and the, the way that God guides us. And, and I'm, I'm left wondering what kind of week you've had. What journey have, have you been on? How do you find yourself as you come into this space now? Uh, and so whether you've had a good week or um, a difficult week, it, it's, it's good to, to just take a moment, quieten ourselves, um, and be reminded of God's presence with us as God longs to, to minister and uh, to draw near to us in this time. So let's bow our heads and pray. Let us pray. Loving God, you are the good shepherd. You protect and provide and guide. We kneel before you and praise you for your willingness to stand with us in all circumstances. Thank you that you bring us together. You draw us in towards one another. We understand that you find us all in different places. But regardless of where we are or how we came to be here, we pray that you would find us and draw us near. Together, we bring you praise and we bring you worship. And we pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. One of our readings today is Psalm 23. And if you have a reading like that, then surely you just have to sing uh, that song. And so we're going to be singing together, the Lord's my shepherd. Righteousness, I 
anoints my head with oil, and my cup it overflows with joy. I feast on his pure delights, and I will trust in shepherd's most important tasks is, is to find the sheep that, that go off wandering or, or get lost. And, and how often we are some of those sheep. We get lost along the way and we need God to find us. So with that in mind, we go into a, a time um, of confession as we, we bring our, our sins to God. And essentially, we, we put up our hands and we, and we say, Lord, here I am. I don't know how I got here. Um, please find me. Uh, please, please bring me back to you. So let's confess our sins to God now. Let us pray. Gracious God, as much as you lead and guide, we all too often go off on our own way. We are tempted by what looks greener in other pastures. Sometimes we see where you are leading and we are afraid. And so we turn away. We put off. Or we choose to wait. Yet other times it is just simple rebellion. Because we don't like being led. We don't like being told which path we should take. And so we have walked away from you. Lord, we long to be drawn back, back into your fold. We see now how good it is to be in your presence, to follow in your footsteps. We long to be where you would have us. And so we ask that you would forgive us. We pray, God, that as we turn to you, that you would take our selfishness, our bitterness, our arrogance, and that 
you would replace it with compassion, generosity, and humility. Clothe us in your love, we pray. So God, we earnestly say that we are sorry, Lord, and we ask for your forgiveness. We so long to be holy. We so long to be made new by you. Friends, hear the wonderful words of God's grace. In Jesus' name, our sins are forgiven. Amen. It is such a wonderful relief when we've been reconciled, and especially when we are reconciled to God. It gives us joy and excitement, um, the possibility that we could be holy, uh, that we could be made clean and, and pure and, and brought into God's presence. And so with that wonderful excitement and energy, we're going to go into our second song, which is all about us wanting to be holy. Goodbye, hate. 
goodbye malice, goodbye bitterness and slander, goodbye fear of man, singing goodbye rage and goodbye hate, goodbye anger, goodbye malice, goodbye bitterness and slander, goodbye fear of man, I wanna be holy. Today we have two readings, and both of them come from the lectionary, and they, I think, are quite dangerous passages for a preacher to use for two reasons. First of all, they are both really well known. Um, the one is Psalm 23, which is probably the, the most famous passage in the Bible, uh, and then the other is Philippians 4, verses 1 to 9, which is Paul's greeting to the uh, final greeting to the Philippian church. The other reason they are dangerous passages to use is because, because we know them so well, they also take on quite a sentimental tone. And with that kind of sentiment and fluffy, warm feeling, uh, I think we sometimes lose the, the true meaning uh, of the passage. So we're going to have them read for us now. And I challenge you to, to try and listen to them anew. Don't switch off now when you, when you hear them read because you think you know them. Uh, try and listen to them anew. And so we have our two readings, Psalm 23 and Philippians 4, verses 1 to 9. The reading is Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Philippians 4, 1-9 Therefore, my brothers and sisters, you whom I love and long for, my joy and crown, stand firm in the Lord in this way, dear friends. I plead with Euodia, and I plead with Sintash, to be of the same mind in the Lord. Yes, and I ask you, my true companion, help these women, since they have contended at my side in the cause of the gospel, along with Clement and the rest of the co-workers, whose names are in the book of life. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all, the Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, Whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice 
and the God of peace will be with you. So thank you to our readers for, for, for reading those passages for us. And I hope we were able to keep our ears open and, uh, and, and really be listening to what the, those words might mean for us and what God might be saying to us through them. So, like I said earlier, we, we are revisiting Psalm 23 and Philippians 4, verse 1 to 9. And we're going to see today if we can perhaps salvage them from the hallmark greeting card section of our mind um, when we hear them read or, or when we read them for ourselves. So, let's start with, with Psalm 23. Uh, it really has this enduring appeal. Uh, it conjures up images of peacefulness and the presence of God and the comfort of a shepherd. And so perhaps as, as you listen to, to Psalm 23, if, you, if you're anything like me, um, a blissful scene of the Shire maybe comes to mind, or uh, perhaps uh, that image of Jesus um, holding a little lamb and it, you know, it's all cute and cuddly, you know, like that picture you had up in your Sunday school room when you were growing up. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie in green pastures. Just, just makes you feel so comforted and, um, and calm. We might even look at the end of that psalm and, and feel like its main focus is to comfort. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. No wonder it's the most requested psalm uh, for, for funerals when, when a family asks me to, to read something for them. But I think if we look just a little bit deeper into the imagery that the, the psalm is trying to create, the pastures and the fields and the rest, these are not destinations. Uh, these, are part, these are journeys along the way. So these are not final resting places for us. These are places that a shepherd provides for us on the journey that we are called on. So Psalm 23 is, is a journey song. Um, so these are helpful, nurturing stops along the way. But all the way through the psalm, the shepherd is prompting and guiding and leading uh, along various scenes. Uh, perhaps that's why we have a few different scenes here, the backgrounds for us today. So we're, we're constantly called to be moving somewhere beside waters, long paths, even through dark valleys. The, the call constantly by the shepherd is to go. Will you trust where the shepherd leads? Any long, worthwhile journey takes a long time and has many twists and turns along the way. But I think Psalm 23 is then saying, Will you stay the course? Will you trust where I am leading? And will, will you keep at it? Don't, don't give up. You, let me be your presence. Let me help you through this journey. Uh, we have a bit of a family tradition when, whenever we go on a long journey, um, and I think it comes from a scene from Pirates of the Caribbean where uh, the pirate uh, shouts out, uh, we have our heading, and then everyone else cries, um, we're on our way or something like that. And um, I love doing that. Uh, as my children have got older, um, they don't really join in in the chorus anymore. I just say it to myself, but it's a, it's a wonderful thought. I have my heading. The, the heading is set 
and we are going on our way. And this is the call of Psalm 23. It is a call to persistence, perseverance. God has called us on a particular path, and we must go our way. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all my days. Again, we think of that as such a, such a restful, happy end to something. But, but a, a better translation uh, from the, the Hebrew for, for that word follow is really pursue, which I think is a, a, quite a surprising verb to, to, to put in there, that you would normally use that word pursue as uh, something that an enemy would do. But God's goodness and mercy hunts us down. And his rod and his staff comfort us. So as we go along this journey, and we might wander off the path and lose our way every now and again, but wherever I go, even if it's not exactly where God called me, um, God will pursue me along the way. The, the journey described in the psalm consists of paths and tracks. It, it is an image of, of trailblazing. The shepherd goes ahead and kind of prepares the way for us, shows us where we must go. But um, you could almost take the imagery as, as a cutting a path, um, not, not just uh, showing the way, but, but actually helping us along the way. It makes me think of a line from um, the old version of, of the South African anthem, um, for the plains where creaking wagons cut their trail into the earth. And it's this idea that uh, wagons have, have taken this path so many times, and even if you fell asleep at the wheel, um, your, your wheel might, might sort of ride up a, a, a little bit, but ultimately it would fall back into the path that's being created for you. And, and so the imagery of the psalm is a, is a shepherd that, that really guides us along our journey, even though we might not always be in tune with, with where the, the shepherd wants to take us. And then even the final line, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever, is again not a final destination, but a, or a place of unending bliss. But the word dwell um, could also be translated return. So as I take life's journey, all my wanderings and distractions, through all the highs and lows, I will constantly return to the presence of God my whole life long. So again, what journey are you on? And are you perhaps in a space where, where God needs to maybe call you back? Um, read through Psalm 23 again and, and be brought back in, into God's guidance. And then similarly, that, that brings us to Philippians. The, the ending of Paul's letter is this wonderfully comforting um, uh, turn of phrase, and uh, it's, it's these really sentimental words. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice, and, and you think, wow, that, that's, we could write songs about that. And then towards the end of that, he says, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything excellent or praiseworthy, think on these things. Oh, and it just gives you such a warm feeling inside. But we forget that when Paul writes those words, he's, he's writing to a heavily persecuted church. 
He's writing to a community of people who've, who've been called by the shepherd along a particular path, and things have got really, really tough. They, they, they just are on the edge of wanting to just give up. Um, the, you get a sense that they might even be getting grumpy with each other because he says, remember, be, be kind and gentle with one another along this path. But remember, the path that God has called you on is good. You just need to persist and persevere in it. Paul is, is writing this letter while he is imprisoned, and he has a death sentence hanging over his head. His, his exhortation is for the people to stay their course. Church, you have your heading. Now be on your way. The, the fruit of your labor won't be seen immediately. And sometimes when we start a good work, it, it feels like things actually get worse for a bit first. But you have to stay your course. Keep at it. Don't give up. So I think, I, I guess at the, at the end of, of all of that, um, I wonder where the shepherd might be calling you. And perhaps if you're one of those people who you feel God has started a good work in you, but it's just feeling all too much and, and you want to give in, read Psalm 23 and Philippians 4 and be encouraged to, to stay the course. Don't give in. It, it might be dark now, but the ultimate ending is God's glory and, um, and, and God's peace. Allow the peace of knowing that God is with you that God is the shepherd who doesn't just send us on our way, but comes with us on the journey. Allow that to relieve your anxiety and also to empower you to be kind and gentle, but also strong as you wait on the Lord. We take a moment to, to think of others and uh, to lift those in need up to God in prayer. So let us pray. Lord, we ask that you would be with those who are not well. We pray for the lonely. We pray for the persecuted. And we ask that you would draw near. May they know your presence. But God, as we lift up people in prayer to you today, we are confronted by so much war and violence, so much need. And so we pray for Israel and, and Palestine, the casualties of which run into the thousands already. We pray for the Ukraine and for Russia and the many who have died in that war. So, God of peace and compassion, we pray for all impacted by the escalation of conflict around the world, for all who are mourning, for all who are fearful today, and for what lies ahead, for all traumatized and re-traumatized by what they have experienced. Enable us to stand in solidarity with people of peace. May your spirits bring peace and healing to your troubled world. Amen. So with that, we're going to sing our, our closing song. Um,
strength will rise as we wait upon the Lord. so much for joining us this week and as we go from this time into the various journeys that lie ahead of us um, into the various callings that God has called us on may we persevere as the shepherd goes with us so we close our time by saying the grace the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ the love of God and fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all now and evermore